welcome to the Lightly Literary Podcast, the Thoughtful Book Club podcast featuring two friends. I'm Travis, joined as always by my co-host Amanda. Welcome back, Amanda. Hello. Today we are visited from the Goon Squad. Are you prepared for the Goon Squad's arrival? So ready. Have you? Do you have a bowl <laughs> of pretzels out for snacks and some beverages available for the for the squad? <laughs> I've got some um, ambient music playing in the background. Some, nice. Some light punk. Sweet. You know. Yeah, some rock just going. <laughs> little little thrum, low bass sound of rock just permeating the house, so yeah. you're ready to rock. Mm-hmm. If you I'm have ready. no idea why we're talking about low humming rock, it is because you stumbled <laughs> upon a book recommendation episode, so don't tune or, uh, tune us out or change the channel. You're in the right place. Book recommendation episodes are our overview episodes. This is where we will, in about 25 minutes, try and persuade you to read a book with us over the next couple weeks. So again, if you're a first-time listener or just click this by mistake, you're actually in the right place. Stick with us and see if you get a reading recommendation. We are, as I mentioned, the Lightly Literary Podcast. We've got um, feeds up on Instagram and Facebook under that handle, and it's all one word, so so just at the Lightly Literary Podcast. So check us out there. Follow us for book recommendations and updates. And that's where we keep the schedule of what we're doing. So yeah, follow us on there. Um, any pe- podcast platform you can leave a rating on too is very helpful. So we appreciate that. Let's dive into today's recommendation. This is a book by Jennifer Egan. Uh, we have decided to call it a novel. We do agree with the marketing terminology. <laughs> uh, or I don't know. How do you feel? What do you want to call it? <coughs> I mean, I could call it a novel. I could call it a short story collection. I think short story novel. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say I'm about to read from the cover of this again novel, A Visit from the Goon Squad. And yeah, I mean, you got to call it something. <laughs> Calling it a story <laughs> is just too vague. So I, I get, you know, in terms of publication, why you'd have to put it somewhere. Uh, but it is kind of a complex read. Um, I actually can't remember who chose this. I think it was me though. You chose it. It was. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure because we've, I think it was because you chose Pachinko and I had wanted to read that for a while. So I think that one just flipped in my brain. I was like, oh, did I pick that? (laughs) Anyway. So yes, I did choose this. Um, I'm going to read from the cover and then we'll discuss why. So this is the description of the novel. Benny is an aging former punk rocker and record executive. Sasha is the passionate, troubled young woman he employs. Here, Jennifer Egan brilliantly reveals their past along with the, the inner lives of a host of other characters whose paths intersect with their with music pulsing on every page, A Visit from the Goon Squad is a startling, exhilarating novel of self-destruction and redemption. Pretty apt description, though, as Amanda and I joked about on our book club analysis episodes, I don't know if this is the most musical book, though there are some real intense and, and well-done passages about music, so I don't want to say that's not a key point, but it maybe isn't as into the scene of music as you would think going in. Mm-hmm. Much more concerned with yeah. the people who play it and like make it than like the music itself and even then it's it's not all of them (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of characters on the periphery so that's from the cover i chose this for myriad reasons i think it must have ended up on a best of list somewhere which i always check those at the end of years and i keep like a pretty long running list of books i should probably read and this won a pulitzer prize so that's another thing is i do check awards different literary and writing awards when i'm looking for new reads it may have also crept up on five books which is a website i love to get book recommendations from and so i think it was just a kind of a triangulation of those things it was on some lists it won some awards it was recommended by you know professional book reviewers authors critics and yeah it just had a strong literary reputation and also it was on my shelf already so critically i just picked up a copy sometime in the past and it was time to read this one um should we dive into our recommendation then amanda 
Yes, let's do it. Let's get after it. So again, we'll be recommending A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. Let's talk about this book. Uh, We'll do rapid-fire recommendations first. This is always our first segment on book recs. And it's just where we give some prompts back and forth and fill in the blanks to talk about who should read this book. I'll go first. I think you should read this book if you like a study of powerful yet fragile men. Yes, uh, yes, and I and I keep ta- I keep talking about it in the other episodes, but yeah, power is definitely a thing in, in this book, and oh, the men, the men, yeah, fragile indeed, <laughs> <laughs> some. <laughs> yeah, um, I said you should read this book if you like authors who experiment with format. Yeah, our struggle to define it at the top of this episode is telling. That should be telling. <laughs> you should yeah. not read this book if you do not like experiments with format. I'll just give the opposite there. Um, yes, definitely. I think you should read this book if you would rather... I don't know if I like this one anymore, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I already made it. I think you should read this book if you'd rather read about the broader theme of creativity, not just music exactly. Yeah, I think so. And I think we touched on this with um, one of the characters um, in the in the latter half of the book. But yeah, I think creativity, connectiveness, art and, and humanity. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it um, is about music. though. Too. I don't want to undersell that point. It's just that I don't know if I were writing a one sentence blurb, if I would need to say it's about the world of music. Like I, it is right. relevant, but I, I don't know. Anyway, that's why I struggle with that. Yeah, um, you should read this book if you like short story novels. I don't. What is if you're that? You're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't even know if I like that. What do you like those? What is that? It's just a. It's it's novel in that there's like you know something that ties them all together, but it reads like short stories. It really does. Yeah, and it was a couple of them were published separately, so it does really read that way. You should read this book if you don't mind a story unfolding out of order. Yeah, that that goes towards the the experimental format. But yeah, if it drives you crazy that there's like jumps in time, yeah, you're gonna hate this novel. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you should read this book if you enjoy when stories don't necessarily have a happy ending. Yeah, this was pointed out to me when we were analyzing the book because I wasn't feeling the effect of that as much as um, another kind of critic we read. But yes, they definitely don't. Not all or not many. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you should read this book if you struggle to or if you don't rather critically, if you don't struggle to remember critical uh, character names like perhaps uh, I struggle so it it was tough for me there were many chapters where a person's name would come up and i was like oh shoot i think i'm supposed to know who that is already (laughs) oops yeah yeah perhaps keep a character web uh right yeah keep the spreadsheet out get it open um you should read this book if you don't mind some surprise speculative fiction especially at the end there yeah the stories are bold different styles different almost genres at times not almost different genres at times (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. one of them is a powerpoint presentation just straight up which we'll talk about later anyway um my final one you should read this book if you are a restless reader oh interesting what do you mean by that like if you don't if i don't know I'm i'm trying to think of myself what i meant by it it's kind of like 
if you not only don't mind when the narrative throws you around, but you kind of want that. You want to be jolted every chapter to, to like have to refocus and like reshift your focus because <laughs> it's yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure if there are many readers like that. I don't know if readers t- generally like to be shaken around, but I do think if you kind of have a curiosity, it would benefit you a lot with this book. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes you know you're Maybe restless was the wrong adjective. <laughs> I get what you mean. Like sometimes if you're reading one one particular idea then it can be you want something to to kick it off and not so yeah, I get that. Yeah, I had I had commented and then I did my last point. You should read this book if you think blondes have all the luck. Huh. What about, you know, gray-haired Benny's got some luck at the end, right? Or no? <laughs> Does Scotty have any hair at the end? There's some good, pretty ragged characters at the end, so <laughs> I don't know if they have all the luck. They've got at least a touch of luck left. Some small, yeah. small modicum of luck. Yeah, that's an interesting one. There, There's at least one really notable blonde character. I'll say no more. No spoilers in the wreck. Okay, let's jump to our segment number two. Hopefully that gave you, you know, a brief preview of what this book is about. Um, we're going to do the pop culture touchstone next, so every time we recommend a book, we try and connect it to some piece of pop culture it could be tv books movies music even other pieces of art anything really it could even go a little beyond pop culture amanda what's the connection you want to flesh out here mine i i had to do a song because it's supposed yeah. to be a book about music that's right smart. So. that's smart <laughs> so i did uh the song we don't talk about bruno from the movie Encanto. and yeah why um, that seems unhinged to me Let's, let's, rain, <laughs> let's rain it in. <laughs> let's go ahead and unpack um, that. Mostly because of the structure. So the song itself, you have several um, different characters singing, um, and they're kind of like involved in their own stories and involved in their own perspective. But then towards the end of the song, all these lines come together and they start singing together. Um and so it, it starts out as individual voices, then they all merge into one. So I, oh. I, yeah, yeah. So it's overlapping voices, and so it's the stories they you know ostensibly by themselves they 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 could stand alone, but then when you pull it all together, they have this common thread that we can go back to, and then that's different themes and motifs that we've noticed. Fascinating. Not a bad pick in the end. I respect it. Thank you. I hesitated when I saw that on the dock, but I'll, yeah, I'll agree. I do agree that's actually a good reason to connect it. Tonally, wow, this book is quite different from that film. (laughs) But, you know, yeah, 100%. I'm going to go with one that actually is kind of tonally similar, and even structurally. Well, no, not structurally. But anyway, um, the HBO TV series Room 104. Have you heard of this? No. And I actually have never even finished a full season of it, but maybe th- this reminder to myself will will make me finish it. But it's a it's a TV show, the whole premise of which is every episode is the same ho- a motel room, but new people stay in the motel. So it like it stays with the location, but the people rotate through it. So each episode is like a different, almost like character or relationship study. Some episodes, a person's alone. Some episodes, it's a couple. Some episodes, it's a family, a kid's there. Uh, you know, there's a per- yeah. Anyway, it's like the drama all unfolds inside of a single room, and people keep rotating in and out. I even think nah, this is this is you know could be wrong but i do think they also jump across time a little bit so yeah, that was that. going to be my question was yeah whether... it's not deep it does not go like this book basically starts the earliest it would go is what 1970 
right? Yes. And then the latest it goes is probably 2055-ish? 2040? It never says when that final chapter happens. <laughs> yeah, just, they never clarify. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm trying to rework Benny's age. Because if Benny was... Well, actually, no, it's probably not that far ahead then. Because if Benny was in the... He was a teenager in the 70s? Yeah, he was a teen... He was like 17 or something, right? 16 oh, or 17 years maybe old. Maybe this is only like in, in the, the 2020s 70s. then or 2030s. Because it said he was 60 years old in that final chapter. Right. This is a long tangent now, but the point is, it does jump <laughs> across time. <laughs> that That is the point. And yeah, Room 104 is kind of a similar, less focused for sure, but a similarly ambitious kind of st- structure. Um, that show also had some critical acclaim. Though again, I'd never finished that full season, but maybe I'll get drawn back to it now. Interesting. Yeah, kind of a kind of a nice anthology series. So that is my touchstone. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Let's do our, our scripted pitch, if you're feeling up for it. This is the yeah. third segment of our book recommendation episodes. We have each prepared a piece of writing in advance to just briefly recommend the book, focus on what we think works or even doesn't about that book, and give you something prepared. Why don't you go first? I feel like I always do. So take it away when you're ready. What's your pitch? <laughs> Um, this book is a novel, a short story collection, not sure, but definitely a great example of experimental formatting. Although this novel says on the back that it has, quote, music pulsing on every page, it's not what I would consider a music book. Sure, there are moments of music and some nice descriptions of music, especially in the last two stories, but what actually connects these stories are a couple of recurring characters, less than joyful endings, and the struggle for power and identity. Don't go into this book expecting revelations about music or the music industry. You will find, however, some great writing with beautiful imagery and symbolism and fun story formats that seem to be just thrown together without regard to chronology or the usual storyline progression. This is a messy, entertaining novel, short story collection, again, not sure, (laughs) uh, that I would recommend to any reader willing to immerse herself in some experimental writing. Yeah, experimental is the word. I I think we've sold the listener, prospective listener on this idea, but a good good time to reiterate it that it's it's bold for sure. It takes interesting and bold approaches. It stylistically twists and turns at times and becomes kind of a different book in some ways, um, in in different storylines. And so yeah, it's it is worth I think the investment, but it there is an investment for sure. Yeah. Intellectual, you know. It's like you got to really meet it on its terms, so to speak. Yeah. My scripted pitch, uh, I'm going to begin kind of the obvious place here, Amanda. This novel has a PowerPoint in it, so let's start there. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's a long PowerPoint, too. So if you're PowerPoint-averse, you just got to know that. It's probably like 50 pages of PowerPoint slides, maybe 40 or 50 pages. I'm not sure. It's not a brief little joke. It's like it fully commits to it. Um the funny thing is, I don't think it's stylistically representative of this entire book's project. Like, there's nothing else that's quite that bold in this book. Um, there are some clear shifts in voice and style throughout. There's also, like, an imaginary magazine article, too, that appears. So that And that, I thought, was, like, really phenomenally well-realized. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's just to show kind of the 
the ways or the the depths to which this book is willing to go to advance its experimentation. Um, each chapter does switch point of view, and there are also some non chronological jumps in time. So I think, again, the PowerPoint represents the ambition of this book and its relentless commitment to shifting into the mode that's going to suit the character best. Um, In the PowerPoint chapter, for example, it's like a 12-year-old pretty precocious kid and her point of view. And so I think, in a sense, a a fair reaction to those chapters would be kind of disappointment because you know if you really love that one's point of view and style that it's going to go away it's a very ephemeral thing because it's it will not last you know that you're going to change time period and characters they're not going to remain um this author just has other interests like she's going to move on she's got other literary tastes and ambitions to pursue so i could see why these decisions would put somebody off and leave them a little dissatisfied so before reading this novel then i think the key question is like can you adapt to her voice and keep up with her inventiveness because if you're not willing to then this book will be frustrating i think her writing is really inviting it's also a really unsparing there were some reviews we discussed that called it kind of, I don't know if we'd call it cruel or horrible, but yeah, characters do some bad things and bad things happen to them. But I, I think her focus is on kind of the fragility and discontentment and almost like aging of some perspective characters. Um, not all the characters are in are aging in a bad way or something, but I don't know. I found it kind of human. I found it sort of kind and there's real empathy even in some of the darker chapters um for especially troubled characters too she's willing to indulge them on their own terms i'm thinking of like the college student in the magazine article who which i think are two of the most kind of unsettle unsettling chapters in the whole story but there's real humanity to them um in the magazine article it's also making fun of it which is enjoyable on its own terms (laughs) um kind Mm -hmm. of a satire anyway it is a challenging and rewarding book, to be sure. Um, and to sum it up, this is the best possi- possible compliment I could ever deliver. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know this. The Goodreads is going to hate this book. This is going to be like a two <laughs> on Goodreads. And if this is, if that is not a resounding endorsement of this book's project, then I don't know what is. This Goodreads is going to hate this one. <laughs> Loathe it. <laughs> that's a, that's a great point, and I, and and I think. You summed it up very well. It's a very human. It's the way that she treats her characters. It is with empathy, and yeah, they're really flawed. But I mean, do we know anybody who's perfect? Absolutely not. And so the way that she portrays each character, I think she does it really well, and she really does pull out how human each character is. So I think that's a good point to make about her writing. Yeah, she. I found it ambitious in all the right ways, and even I didn't like some of the chapters. Even frankly, the the PowerPoint chapter, which again is a, is a kind of an interesting selling point for this one. I thought some parts of it kind of fell flat, but it also parts of it really worked, <laughs> and it was yeah. curious and interesting, and maybe consider some some themes in a different way. So yeah, you just have to be on board with that. That's key to that scripted pitch. Is just. If you're willing to meet the book as it's made, then I think it will reward you if you put in the time with it or something. Okay, let's do our final segment. Then we've talked around the book enough. We always end our recommendations with a quote for clarification. So we're going to do what that sounds like. We're going to literally give a quote from the story that we think represents something about it, is emblematic of the work, and that we think, yeah, it shows something stylistically important. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, Mine is actually from uh, the very beginning, um, and it's on page five. 
So she is in her, uh, so she, sorry, well, let me clarify. Sasha, <laughs> one of the main characters, yeah. is um, in her psychiatrist's office. Sasha usually looked at the window which faced the street, and tonight, as she continued her story, was rippled with rain. She'd glimpsed the wallet, tender and overripe as a peach. She'd plucked it from the woman's bag and slipped it into her own small handbag, which she'd zipped shut before the sound of peeing had stopped. She'd flicked open the bathroom door and floated back through the lobby to the bar. She and the wallet's owner had never seen each other. So she's a kleptomaniac, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which was one of our favorite things about this first chapter. Was We were just like, oh, this is so interesting. Um, but what I liked about this description, the, the description of the wallet was just, I, I thought, a really great description, a beautiful description, an overripe peach that she just kind of plucks from the woman's bag. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that. So we'll see a lot of that style of of metaphor going on. Um, and also what I found interesting was that first uh, sentence, Sasha usually looked at the window which faced the street, and tonight, as she continued her story, was rippled with rain. Uh, that was this really pretty image. Also, we know... Uh, later on that fire is often associated with Sasha. Yeah, it is. Um, And what I find interesting, too, is she looked at the window and tonight, as she continued her story, was rippled with rain. There's actually a missing word there, though, because if it's the window that was rippled with rain, Sasha usually looked at the window, which was rippled with rain, but it's actually missing that pretty important word there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... It's interesting. Is it the window that's rippled with rain? Is it the story rippled? Is it her face? Is it the street? So it's an interesting lack of a word there that makes the sentence a little bit more ambiguous um, that I I enjoyed. That's a nice pickup, too, on her style and some of the more, yeah, some of the indulgent images that she'll use. There is a. I don't know how much of those we unpacked or entangled in the book clubs. There's always too much to discuss and not enough podcast time. But no, it's a great, yeah. <laughs> great image to try and parse because it could, like you described, it could cut a couple ways. So yeah, that's yeah. an excellent one to pick. I'm going to give Thank a weird you. quote, but I feel like I have to. Uh, yeah. o- only because uh, it's only one chapter that's written like this, but I do think it shows the kind of ambition and I do think the voice it realizes is kind of like perfect. Um, This is from the magazine article chapter, which is kind of in the middle of the book. All you have to know is that a a man down on his luck who's not having success writing, he has been assigned to write a profile of a famous movie star. And this is from his magazine piece about that movie star. Um, He says that... Uh, gosh, his sentences are so long. That's kind of the point. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, he says, I'll mention instead in a footnote-ish fashion that injects a whiff of cracked leather bindings into pro um, pop cultural observation that when you're a young movie star with blondish hair and a highly recognizable face from that recent movie whose grosses can only be explained by the conjecture that every person in America saw it at least twice, people treat you in a manner that is somewhat different, in fact, is entirely different from the way they treat, say, a balding, stoop-shouldered, slightly... Um, 
eczematic or eczematous, (laughs) eczema-ridden guy approaching middle age. (laughs) On the surface, it's the same. May I take your order, etc. But throbbing just beneath that surface is the waiter's hysterical recognition of my subject's fame. And with a simultaneity that it can only be explained using principles of quantum mechanics, specifically the properties of so-called entangled particles, that same pulse of recognition reaches every part of the restaurant at once, even tables so distant from ours that there is simply no way they can see us. And then it goes on with a over two page long um, footnote about how quantum <laughs> particles work and how it relates to the dinner or the lunch that they're having. <laughs> okay, yeah. so the most critical thing is you are not meant to take that writing seriously and you're meant to think it's absurd and overdrawn. Yep. It is a satirical chapter in this book (laughs) and it is not meant to be profound or insightful i mean i think it has its own revelations and insights obviously i think it's well realized but that is critical to understanding that quote is that it's not she's not writing this to admire writers like this man she's writing it to sort of unpack their self-absorption and self-centeredness and sleaze in a way and i think that this sort of Um, pop cultural intellectualism is something she wants to send up here and you know within the broader book within the broader project and how that connects to music or writers and and pop culture observers anyway there's a whole bunch going on but i just wanted to read the quote to show that she when she switches gears like that and wants to do something new with her style she certainly can and does it pretty capably too like it's she just flips that in one chapter and then never writes like that again and again it's yeah it's it's so great and and what a great contrast to the quote that i pulled right <laughs> yeah it's true it's so well done yeah she's in two totally different modes and is you know for reasons that we explore in the book clubs um analyses episodes she's doing this for for reasons so <laughs> yeah yeah two yeah. very different quotes any final thoughts on a visit from the goon squad by jennifer egan uh no i mean i, I just so enjoyed this book and highly recommend Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. Excellent for discussion and potential book clubs out there if you have friends you're reading with. It makes for a rich, and I'm sure there will be some really negative reactions. Those are always fun to parse, too. So <laughs> some people will not <laughs> will not enjoy the journey this book presents. So, yeah, that is our recommendation. Um, if you listened all the way, we thank you, as always, for listening. Hopefully we gave you something to read. We'll be dropping our book club episodes over the next two weeks. So, as always, check the feed for those. They come out on most Fridays, unless I am occupied and behind on the posting but yeah they come out basically every friday <laughs> if you are on a podcast platform with reviews we always appreciate that you rate and review us and follow us on instagram and facebook at the lightly literary podcast that also helps get the word out uh, we have other books coming up in order so if we failed to persuade you to read this one with us then you know we'll try better next time uh, amanda want to run them through our next three books Yep. Next up, we have Pandora's Jar, Women in the Greek Myths by Natalie Haynes. Then we have Civil Warland in Bad Decline by George Saunders. And then we have To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. Yeah, what a blend. Some nonfiction, some short stories, (laughs) and then a kind of dense but short literary classic. So... Okay. If you also decide to read this with us and join us for the journey, we will be covering chapters one through eight in our part one book club. Which we'll also summarize, um, you know, as we get into that episode. But if you're looking to read ahead, then yeah, chapters one through eight for Goon Squad for part one. Okay. Any final thoughts on the book? Anything we left out? I don't think so. A good read. You should read it, guys. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. <laughs> great great to read and discuss. And she's just capable and kind of a bold author who I, I admired the writing in. As always, we thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll see you between the pages. All right.